0: Well, hi welcome to the christian contrast where we talk about how walking with jesus leads us to live differently than those in the world around us and i've got a solo episode this week and i'm going to be talking about gratitude which is appropriate. When when this airs, um, it'll be Thanksgiving week. We're recording this the week before. And so it's appropriate for gratitude to be on our minds. Thankfulness is going to be on our minds. Many of us are going to be sitting around a table with a bunch of food, and we're going to take time for everybody to say something that we're thankful for. Some people in November um, use their social media to post each day about something that they're thankful for. So gratitude is on our minds. And I want to be able to talk about, um, how we cultivate gratitude as believers in jesus because we have resources in gratitude that are more significant than the resources of the average person apart from christ and you know there's a lot about gratitude in the bible that maybe the most sort of shocking and uh uh, amazing verse on gratitude is first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18 when it says give thanks in all circumstances and I uh, know some of us are familiar with this passage because there's like the three rapid fire um, commands, um, rejoice always, pray without stopping, give thanks in all circumstances. And we're kind of like, yeah, 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 always rejoice, always pray, always give thanks. And j- just think for a second about that statement, though, about that command, give thanks in all circumstances. That sounds like crazy talk, the idea that in all circumstances, we would give thanks. Now, he doesn't say give thanks for all circumstances, which I think is, is an important distinction, and we'll get a little bit into this more later, but he doesn't say that we're giving thanks for every single thing that happened. You know, like you, you're walking down, you accidentally sprained your ankle, and you're like, thank you for the sprained ankle. I, I don't think that that's what he's saying right now. But he is saying that as believers in Jesus, we should be giving thanks regardless of our temporal circumstances. That seems crazy. And some of you, as we approach Thanksgiving, are in a season right now where it, it feels like a stretch to think of things to be thankful for. You're seeing trials, you're seeing challenges, you know, you're, you're maybe thinking, all right, I, I could muster some things up, but it, it's hard to find things to be thankful for. Maybe you feel worse off this year than you were last year. And you're struggling to figure out how to be thankful in these circumstances without it being something that just feels fake and religious and words that you're just saying. So what I wanna do in this episode is I wanna talk about um, three realities that help us to cultivate gratitude in a deep and abiding way so that we truly can give thanks in all circumstances. Um, So number one is for us to reflect on our eternal circumstances. Uh, but it, this relates not only to um, gratitude. This this also relates to joy. I know for for uh, a lot of years um, in Christian, especially evangelical circles, there's a lot of talk about how joy is not based on circumstances. Um, and I I think I, I understand what people are saying in that in in that they're saying. Um, uh the, the joy that we can have as Christians is not based on things outside of our control outside of us. And that, that certainly is true. But I actually think the the better way to put that is that our joy is not based on our temporary circumstances. At the same time, our ability to give thanks is not based on our temporary circumstances because sometimes you could have a person and it would be pretty tough. And they, they could be like, I'm out of a job, uh, I don't have a family or my family is at odds with me right now, Um, I'm in temporary housing, whatever. You you could rattle off the list and you could be like, gosh, this is tough. I'm not sure what you're giving thanks for in these circumstances. We reflect on our eternal circumstances because as believers in Jesus, those are stable. Those are deep realities that don't change Depending on our job circumstances or our marital circumstances or anything like that, these are eternal rock solid circumstances. This is why, and again, rejoicing is similar to giving thanks. This is why the call to rejoice is to rejoice in the Lord. So let's take a minute and just reflect. If you're a believer in Jesus, let's just reflect on our eternal circumstances. Um, Reflect on the fact that God loves you intensely and has adopted you into his family as a son or as a daughter. Reflect on the fact that God has forgiven all of your sins. Not just some, but all of your sins. They have all been forgiven. Reflect on the fact that the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And reflect on the fact that if you're experiencing certain battles or failures right now, that the one who began the good work in you will bring it to completion. And reflect on the fact that your destiny is eternal life, that one day you will be on a renewed earth, in a renewed body, dwelling with God, Him being our God and us being His people reflect on your eternal circumstance the rock solid circumstances that don't change depending on what kind of a day you're having what the weather is like outside or what's going on with your money take time to reflect on your eternal circumstances and, and here's the deal with, with gratitude that there's lots of temporary things that we can give thanks for I'll, I'll get into that in a minute also but the things that we can start with is we can start just with the gratitude of god thank you so much that you call me your son I don't deserve that. Thank you so much that you've forgiven all of my sins, that none of that guilt or shame is hanging over my head. Father, thank you that I have the hope of eternal life, that even if I were to get a a terminal diagnosis, that death doesn't get the final word on me. God, thank you even though I'm, I'm struggling and I'm still in the battle. Thank you that you are working to complete the good work that you started in me. And even when I feel like I'm lazy in that, you are still at work in that through the Holy Spirit. God, thank you so much that I have the hope of eternal life. Reflect on your eternal circumstances. That's where our ultimate gratitude comes. And that's why Paul feels free to say, give thanks in all circumstances, because regardless of what's going on on the outside in your life, those things are solid. Those things remain solid. The same. So first, we reflect on our eternal circumstances. Secondly, remember that you deserve nothing. Um, I think the great enemy of gratitude is entitlement. Um, when you feel entitled, you're not super grateful, so so just imagine that this might feel like kind of a weird scenario, but imagine um, you go to a park and uh, you you've brought sort of a meal for yourself, or if you have a family, maybe a meal for your family, and you're setting it all up on a table there, and you're eating and enjoying it, and then as you're doing this, somebody comes up and they say, "Hey, um, I, I'd be happy to to take those paper plates that you're done with and throw them in the trash." Um, you'd be like, "Oh, well, well, gosh, that." thank you so much. That's, that's really kind of you that, that you're doing that. Um, and then they come back later and they say, hey, I, I see that uh, you're, you're, um, you finished your drinks, um, but there's more soda over there. Do you want me to, to come over and top off your sodas? You'd be like, oh my gosh, that's so incredible. Thank you so much for that. that that's really kind of you. Um, and then if they're moving things around on the table, hey, let me get that a little bit closer to you. Hey, do you need this? Do you want me to bring the trash can closer? You, you would be blown away. You'd be blown away with gratitude for all of that. Um, Now put that same exact scenario. If you went to a restaurant and you were paying for your meal, you might say thank you when they take the things away or when they bring you more water. And I hope that you do, it's it's good to say thank you. But we all know it's different. If I am paying for my meal, I'm expecting people to do that. That's part of what I'm paying for. In fact, we all know the feeling when you're at a restaurant and the the server hasn't been around for a certain little while and you're looking around, you're like, where are they? Why aren't they paying attention to me? Because I've paid for my meal, I feel entitled to that sort of attention. And I think what happens with most of us is we look at the things that we have in our lives and we see ourselves as being entitled to those. And so it doesn't even register to us to give thanks for for them. They are just the air we breathe. They are the basic needs or luxuries that we feel entitled to. When you get to the point of realizing that you deserve nothing, that God owes you nothing, and that truly throughout most of human history, people were living on way less than we're living right now, you start to find more reasons to be grateful. If your car isn't working, instead of being focused on the fact that my car isn't working, you start to say, gosh, I have a car. I mean this is an amazing invention travel used to be so much more dangerous and so much longer and so much more difficult and i have my own car and i'm I'm able to get around um pretty easily if something's going on with your hot water heater and suddenly you, you have to wait longer for the shower water to get hot to be able to pause and suddenly say god thank you so much that Normal circumstances, I get to take a hot shower every day of my life. This is a luxury that most royalty weren't dealing with. When you start with the idea that we deserve nothing from God, God owes us nothing, he doesn't have to give us anything, then suddenly things that we start to take for granted, things that we just assume that we should have, we give thanks for. We can give thanks for the fact that right now in our immediate area, we're not being bombed by some other country. Because there are people in the world dealing with either the threat of that or the reality of that. And there's nothing about us that should exempt us from the danger of that. But for most of us, our entire lives, we have not given a thought to the idea that that might happen to us. We can give thanks to God for that. If you have a family, you can give thanks to God for your family. If you're relatively healthy, you can give thanks to God that you're relatively healthy. These are not things that God owes us. We have not paid him money where he's at a restaurant serving us. God, by his great grace, just pours out blessings on his people. So after we've started by saying, I'm going to reflect on my eternal circumstances and get right out of the right here and now, we can then move right to the right here and now and say, God, you've showered me with mercies that are far beyond anything I could ask from you. For for most of us, we have a place to live. We have vehicles to get us around. We have warm showers. We have cold water, ice water, anytime we got it. Uh, We have cupboards and refrigerators with more food than we can handle. In fact, at Thanksgiving, most of us end up going away stuffed too full because we've had a feast. Um, And the fact is for most people throughout human history, they would look at every single meal that we're eating in the United States and they would see it as a feast. We have so much to be thankful for and we're gonna be more thankful when we start with the idea that God doesn't owe us any of this. He didn't have to do any of this for us. And so we're that much more grateful for what he's done. So we reflect on the fact that we have our eternal circumstances in order. We remember that we are owed nothing. We deserve nothing from God. And thirdly, we trust that any suffering we're experiencing is bearing fruit. And so I said at the beginning, you know, Paul says, give thanks in all circumstances. He doesn't say give thanks for all circumstances. Um, He's not saying that we have to see everything in our lives as something good or something to give thanks for. And at the same time, here's what we're able to do. We're able to look at the bad things or the frustrating things or the suffering in our life. And maybe if we're not even quite giving thanks for it, we can see that good is emerging from this suffering. Um, I had a friend when I lived in Oregon, I had a friend who was a big bike rider. And uh, one of the things that he talked about is that uh, it in, in is he, he would do uh, like mostly street um, bike riding or road bike riding. And he would say um, he had to get to a point in his life where he learned to love the hills. And he talked about how he would be riding with other guys, and they would hate when you got to the point that you had to ascend a hill. And he said, "No, like you, you have to learn to love the hills, to love the difficult part, because that's where you get to be a better rider. That's where you grow in in your fitness and also in your riding ability. So, you, so you need to love doing that hard thing." And you can think of this sometimes, athletics is a great metaphor for this. You can think of this as anything you do. If you go to the gym to think of the idea that you're coming home, you're sore and you're sweaty and nobody wants to be sore and sweaty, but there's a sense of feeling like, yeah. And you're not excited about it because that's the end game. It's because that's part of getting you to where you wanna be. It's part of moving you towards growth. And so think about that there are things in our lives that, that we sort of willingly endure some level of discomfort or deprivation from. So you know, if you're looking to get healthy, maybe, maybe you're dieting, and so you're hungry a lot more frequently. But when, when you feel that hunger, it, you're a little bit annoyed, you're like, I wish I wasn't feeling hungry, But that's producing what I want, that that's retraining my body so that I'm not constantly eating and so that I'm eating proper portions and my body is going to be more healthy because of that. Because I'm exercising, even though I'm tired and even though I'm sore, that this is doing something positive for my body that's going to bring some longevity and and some ability to do things that I I otherwise wasn't able to do. Um, If you're saving money and you're looking at it and saying, well, it's not good that I had to say no to going out with friends to doing this thing. But the saving is good because it's putting me in a position where I'm, I'm going to be more financially stable if you're studying and you're you're putting in the work of studying and you're frustrated it's okay to say like yeah this is annoying this is hard work but it's producing what you want it to produce it's the idea that we can get outside of the exact moment and you're not necessarily even saying the saving is good or the dieting is good or the studying is good it's that you're saying what it's producing is good So we go through suffering, we go through trials, and again, this this might feel tricky in your mind, but I'm not necessarily saying give thanks for the trial. What I'm saying is give thanks that within the trial, God is doing good things. And for some of you, it might even come to the point that there will be some level of saying, I think I am thankful for this trial. Seems like the authors of scripture point us towards this. I'll I'll just briefly read a couple passages that point towards this reality. The first one is in the book of James, the very beginning of James, chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. He says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And the Apostle Paul says something similar in Romans chapter 5. And I'll read Romans 5 verses 3 through 5. He says, Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So both Paul both Paul and James put us in this position where we're able to look at our trials and our suffering and say, this is doing good stuff in us. This is bringing perseverance. This is bringing character. This is bringing hope. These trials and the suffering, this is bringing something good. So so I think we're kind of left maybe with an in-between option here where for some of you, this is gonna lead you to say, you, you might even be around the Thanksgiving table and you might say, you know what? I am thankful for the job loss or the financial hardship this year because here's what it's producing in me. And some of you might say, I don't think I'm going to quite do that. I'm going to say, what I'm thankful for is in the midst of bad things like job loss and financial challenge, God has been working in my character, and I'm so thankful for the way that he's working in my character. Maybe even to the point that you'd say, I wouldn't trade out the trial if the trial was God's way of getting me here we get to rejoice in the fact, and we get to trust that even if right now we're not seeing what God is doing through these trials, we know that he's working all things together for our good. So if we're sitting around the Thanksgiving table, or not just at Thanksgiving, but according to Paul, in all circumstances, we're wanting to cultivate gratitude. We don't do that by just sort of thinking only positive thoughts or ignoring the negative things in our lives. That's not how we do it as believers in Jesus. We do it by, first of all, reflecting on our eternal circumstances. We are opening our eyes to the most true realities, the most real realities about us, that God has forgiven all of our sins and promised us eternal life. And then we're remembering that we are owed nothing. We are taking off the garment of entitlement and putting on the garment of humble gratitude and thanking God for the simple mercies he's given us in his lo- in our lives and then third we're trusting that our suffering is producing fruit to the point that we might even say God if I had to be given the choice if I had to be given the choice to avoid this trial and not get the growth or endure this trial and get the growth I actually would choose the trial because the growth that you're bringing in me is so precious and I trust you so much that I can give thanks to you, that you care enough about me to shape my character through these challenges and trials. Well, I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And if that's gonna be some time off, I hope that's rich time off. If that's gonna mean some time with extended family or friends, I I hope that that's a wonderful time. And I hope that not just now, but always we are people marked by gratitude. So if you have comments, if you have feedback, questions, thoughts on practices that have helped you to cultivate gratitude in your life or response or pushback to anything that I've said, um, I'm happy to uh, to look at your comments on this video. We, we post all the videos of The Christian Contrast um, both to our YouTube channel, uh, LBF Church um, on uh, YouTube, and also on our website, which is lbf.church. You can find all back episodes there because we put out an episode of The Christian Contrast every two weeks, and so we'll be back in two weeks with another episode of the christian contrast until then happy thanksgiving and let's cultivate gratitude in our lives